0: This is Minnesota Native News. I'm Marie Rock. This week on Minnesota Native News, we get a picture from the polls on Election Day in Indian country. Reporter Melissa Townsend has that story and more. More than three million Minnesotans voted in this election. About half of them cast their ballots early with absentee voting, and the other half voted in person on Election Day, November 3rd. Ahead of Election Day, there were widespread concerns about voter intimidation at the polls. So we checked in with a few Native folks near tribal lands to see how it went when they cast their ballots. Marie Rock, who lives near the Leech Lake Reservation and is host of this newscast, voted with her husband and her son at the Cass Lake City Hall.
1: We vote in the primaries. We vote in, you know, the regular elections. It's our big thing. We make sure that we always vote.
0: She had heard the buzz about possible voter intimidation at the polls, but she jokes she wasn't worried.
1: If anybody tries to interfere with me, I'm going to go to jail because I'll fight them. (laughs) (laughs) But that didn't happen. I kind of knew it wouldn't.
0: Overall, Rock says it was a pretty sleepy scene. A little northwest of Murray Rock, George Strong, citizen of the Boy's Fort Band of Ojibwe, says the same was true for him.
1: I just walked right in, uh, greeted friendly, and uh, just kind of moved along the line.
0: He voted at about 9 a.m. in the morning at his polling place, the Greenwood Township Hall near
1: Tower, Minnesota.
0: He said the only thing out of the ordinary was the weather.
1: So beautiful. I mean, it's like, what, 59 degrees? It was just picture-perfect fall day.
0: Strong says one of the most important issues for him this election was a return to real civic dialogue.
1: That we bring some civility and we talk about issues rather than create these monsters against each other.
0: And finally, in southwestern Minnesota, Cheyenne St. John, member of the Lower Sioux Indian community, says it was peaceful at her polling place, too. She says there were just a handful of voters at the Redwood Falls fire station. It was really neat because when the other voter got up and left, I noticed that the greeters immediately came into that room and started sanitizing the area where this person was sitting. I thought it was really neat that they were doing things in a safe way. Joe Biden won the vote for U.S. president in Minnesota. But as I'm recording this newscast, the overall winner has not yet been determined. In other news, a story from the Buganagizhek School on the Leech Lake Reservation. The school serves 220 native students in northern Minnesota. When they started distance learning last March, Dan McKeon, the school's administrator, says they knew they couldn't do online learning.
1: We knew that that wouldn't work because there were roughly 50% of our households that were without reliable internet connection.
0: Internet access is patchy across rural parts of Minnesota. So last spring, school buses traveled door-to-door handing out paper learning packets and food to Baganagizhik families. But McKeon says that didn't work very well.
1: There wasn't much teaching happening, and there certainly wasn't much learning happening. It's just such an extraordinarily difficult way to try to teach, to put together a packet of things and then send it on a bus to get dropped off. It's just no way to do it.
0: So after a summer of planning, the school has used Federal CARES Act money to connect more than 90% of their students to the Internet.
1: This summer, we grouped our households into three different kind of priority groups. The
0: first priority group had no Internet access because they lived in a location where there is no Internet access. For them, the school bought hotspots and gave families instructions on how to use them. The second priority group were families who didn't have internet, but lived in areas where they could get hooked up. For them, the school paid for an internet subscription. And finally, the third priority group had internet access, and the school took over payments for it. McKeon says now almost all the families at the Baganagizhik school are connected to the internet. But he says they have a long way to go to engage with all their students in distance learning.
1: To me, this process is like casting a net. And right now the net we're casting is catching, so to speak, maybe 50% of our kids. So now it's like, okay, how do we adjust so that we pull in another 10% and another 10% so that if we have to do this all year, within a couple months, we're engaging 90% of our kids rather than 50% of our kids.
0: Dan McKeon, Baganagishik School Administrator, says it's a work in progress. For Minnesota Native News, I'm Melissa Townsend. Minnesota Native News is produced by Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, made possible by funding from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund and the citizens of Minnesota.